This episode of the OrthoBullets audio review podcast will go over the topic of molecular biology basics from the basic science section on orthobullets.com. The first stop on this brief review of molecular biology is nuclear structures. Chromosomes are DNA molecules with part or all of the genetic material of an organism. Humans have 46 chromosomes, or 23 pairs of chromosomes. 22 of those pairs are autosomes, and one pair are the sex chromosomes. Two nuclear structures that are important to discuss in this review are the two types of nucleic acids, deoxyribonucleic acid, or DNA, and ribonucleic acid, or RNA. DNA is a double-stranded molecule whose chains are made up of nucleotides that coil around each other to form a double helix, carrying the genetic instructions used for the growth, development, functioning, reproduction, and cell division of humans and all known living organisms for that matter. The strands in DNA are linked together by phosphate groups. The DNA nitrogenous bases are thymine, adenine, guanine, and cytosine. Adenine is linked to thymine, and guanine is linked to cytosine. DNA has a hydrogen group instead of a hydroxyl group at the 2' position in the ribose, hence deoxyribonucleic acid, versus the ribonucleic acid RNA, which has a 2' hydroxyl group. DNA contains the genetic codes to make RNA, and the RNA in turn then contains the codes for the primary sequence of amino acids to make proteins. mRNA is produced from DNA, and specifically an exon is the portion of a gene that codes for mRNA. A gene is of course a segment of DNA that contains the information needed to synthesize a protein. It determines the unique biologic qualities of a cell. Remember, exons are expressed because they contain coding information for mRNA, while introns do not code for mRNA. Ribonucleic acid, or RNA, is usually single-stranded, but can be double-stranded. Double-stranded RNA is found in some viruses, for example. Certain interactions between single-stranded RNA in human cells can form double-stranded RNA. RNA has ribose sugar, and as we mentioned, it has a hydroxyl group in the 2' position. The RNA nitrogenous bases are uracil, adenine, guanine, and cytosine. Note that there is no thymine, as in DNA. RNA is less stable than DNA and can be located either in the nucleus or in the cytoplasm. The different forms of RNA include messenger RNA, or mRNA, which translates DNA information into protein. Ribosomal RNA, or rRNA, which is a major part of ribosomes, the organelles that help synthesize a protein. And finally, transfer RNA, or tRNA, which transfers amino acids to mRNA. So to summarize the major differences between DNA and RNA, DNA contains the genetic codes to make RNA, and the RNA in turn then contains the codes for the primary sequence of amino acids to make proteins. The DNA bases are thymine, adenine, guanine, and cytosine, and the RNA bases are uracil, adenine, guanine, and cytosine. DNA is double-stranded, where RNA may be either single or double-stranded. DNA has a hydrogen group instead of a hydroxyl group at the 2' position in the ribose, and DNA is only located in the nucleus, whereas RNA is found in the nucleus and the cytoplasm in the form of mRNA. And finally, RNA helix geometry is of A form, 
whereas DNA helix geometry is of B form. Moving on to some genetic terms, nucleotides are the building blocks of nucleic acids. They are composed of three subunit molecules, a nitrogenous base, a 5-carbon sugar, like ribose or deoxyribose, and at least one phosphate group. A set of five nitrogenous bases are used in the construction of nucleotides, which in turn build up nucleic acids like DNA and RNA. These nitrogenous bases are adenine, uracil, guanine, thymine, and cytosine. Another important genetic term is a codon, which is a sequence of three nucleotides. Each codon correlates to one of the 20 amino acids, and linking of the amino acids creates a protein. Another genetic term is gene promoter, which is the regulatory portion of DNA that controls initiation of transcription. Think of a party promoter who gets the party started, with the party in this case being transcription, which is another important term to remember. And transcription is the first step of gene expression in which a particular segment of DNA is copied into mRNA. Translation, on the other hand, is the process in which ribosomes in the cytoplasm or the endoplasmic reticulum synthesize proteins after the process of transcription of DNA to RNA in the cell's nucleus. So in short, mRNA is decoded in a ribosome to produce a specific protein or amino acid chain. The entire process of transcription and translation is known together as gene expression. The next term is gene enhancers, which is a site on DNA that transcription factors bind to, and in turn, they regulate transcription. And the last genetic term to remember in this review is haploid, which is the amount of DNA in a human egg or sperm cell. And it's important to remember that haploid is half the amount of DNA in a normal cell. The next stop on this molecular biology basics tour is the cell cycle. The cell cycle consists of five distinct phases. The stable phase, or G0, where the cells are diploid, or 2N. The initial growth phase, or G1, where the cells are also diploid, or 2N. The DNA replication slash synthesis, or the S phase, where the cells become tetraploid, or 4N, by the end of the S phase. Next is a gap phase, or G2, where the cells are tetraploid for the entire G2 phase. And finally, the mitosis, or M phase. The G1 and G2 phases of the cell cycle represent the gaps, or growth phases, in the cell cycle that occur between DNA synthesis and mitosis. G0 cells are in a stable state and have not yet entered the cell cycle. And during the S phase, the DNA is synthesized and replicated. And finally, during the M phase or mitosis, all genetic material divides into two daughter cells. The next concept to discuss is apoptosis. Apoptosis is defined as a sequence of events leading to programmed cell death. A cell undergoing apoptosis goes through a series of signaling events in which the cell disposes of itself in a neat and orderly manner. This is in contrast to cell lysis where the cell is destroyed, releasing its contents, including harmful enzymes, and DNA material which is toxic to neighboring cells. One hallmark of cancer is the cell's loss of apoptosis. Ashkenazi et al. present a review of apoptosis, including the biochemical mechanism behind the programming. They note that the death receptors, FAS and tumor necrosis factor receptor 1, TNFR1, trigger apoptosis upon engagement by their cognate death ligands, which has officially become my new favorite term. 
The last topic to discuss in this brief review of the molecular biology basics is research techniques. Agarose gel electrophoresis is a technique used to separate DNA based on size. DNA is negatively charged, and the gel that the DNA is run on is exposed to an electric field, which causes smaller pieces of DNA to move faster through the gel. Southern blotting is a technique where restriction enzymes are used to cut up DNA, and the pieces are then separated on an agarose gel, which ultimately identifies the DNA sequence. Northern blotting is a technique similar to southern blotting, however the key difference is that restriction enzymes are used to cut up RNA, not DNA, and the pieces are then separated on an agarose gel, which ultimately identifies the RNA sequence. Western blotting is a molecular biology technique used to detect specific proteins in a sample using what is known as SDS PAGE, which is a variant of polyacrylamide gel electrophoresis, an analytical method in biochemistry for the separation of charged molecules in mixtures by their molecular masses in an electric field. It uses sodium dodecyl sulfate or SDS molecules to help identify and isolate protein molecules. So remember, southern blotting is for DNA, northern blotting is for RNA, and western blotting is for proteins. The next technique to review is DNA ligation, which combines different DNA fragments not found together naturally to create recombinant DNA. The next technique is a plasmid vector. A plasmid is an extrachromosomal circular piece of DNA that can replicate and be transferred independently of the host chromosome. Plasmids can be introduced into bacteria in the process of transformation. In nature, plasmids frequently carry genes that may benefit the survival of the organism, such as antibiotic resistance genes. Artificially, plasmids are frequently used as vectors to introduce genes into a cell and change genetic expression. This has potential therapeutic benefits for the treatment of arthritis and bone healing. Whalen et al. discuss various methods for transferring therapeutic genes into an arthritic joint. These include gene transfer through a vector inserted directly into a joint and indirect transfer where synovial cells are isolated and genetically modified using vectors, then transplanted back into the joint. The next technique to review is polymerase chain reaction, or PCR, which is a molecular biology tool used to generate many copies of a DNA sequence. It uses primers specific to a segment of DNA and temperature-mediated enzyme DNA polymerases in order to do this. Reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction, otherwise known as RT-PCR, is a variant of polymerase chain reaction used in molecular biology to generate many copies of a DNA sequence from fragments of RNA. The RNA strand is first reverse transcribed into its DNA complement, followed by amplification of the resulting DNA using polymerase chain reaction. Polymerase chain reaction amplifies short segments of DNA by using the temperature-stable DNA polymerase enzyme. That's all for this review on molecular biology basics. This is the OrthoBullets audio review, a podcast by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Visit orthobullets.com or download the Bullets app on your iPhone or Android device for topics, questions, techniques, videos, and much more.